It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? It is Monday, August 19th, 2019. This is Locked On Phillies. I'm Tim Kelly, and the weekend started off with the the Phillies, the talk of the sport after Bryce Harper's walk-off Grand Slam Thursday night. It ended with Bryce Harper leaving Sunday's game early with dehydration and the Phillies on a two-game losing streak. Before we get to the Phillies weekend, though, I want to talk to you about Postmates. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Whenever I need something, I download the Postmates app, I use the promo code Locked On, and I get $100 in free shipping for my first seven days. For a limited time, you can get that same deal too. Just download the Postmates app and use the promo code Locked On. That's the Postmates app, promo code Locked On, and it is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery, 24-7, 365. I highly recommend it. Friday night, the Phillies welcomed the San Diego Padres into town. They missed out on superstar Fernando Tatis Jr., who is now out for the season. But Friday night, the momentum carried over after Bryce Harper's Grand Slam Thursday. Both Bryce Harper and JT Real Muto stayed hot. They each hit home runs. It was Harper's fourth home run in three games, and JT Real Muto, who has been scalding hot since the All-Star break offensively, and he's been scalding hot defensively all season, it was his third home run in four games. Vince Velasquez went five and a third innings. He gave up three runs. That's about what you're going to get in a best case scenario for most of the Phillies staff right now, which certainly is an issue. In any event, the Phillies won Friday night 8-4. to four. It was their fourth win in a row, and that tied their longest winning streak of the season. I believe it was the third time this season that they've won four games in a row. Saturday night, JT Real Muto had another home run. It was part of the Phillies jumping out to a 3-0 lead. But even though Zach Eflin drove one of those three runs in himself, he wasn't able to carry that momentum out to the mound. He lasted just three and two-thirds innings. This, of course, was his return to the starting rotation with Jake Arrieta now out for the season. Uh, in, in those three and two-thirds innings, he gave up seven hits and he allowed three runs. They weren't completely out of the game then. But uh, Nick Pavetta relieved him, and he's really struggled. He gave up two earned runs in an inning and a third. Eflin's ERA on the season now sits at 4.57. Nick Pavetta sits at 5.42. And when you add in that Jake Arrieta is now out for the season, it's not hard to see why the Phillies don't have a five-game winning streak this year. I think before the season, a lot of people viewed Zach Eflin as someone that you hope took a step forward, but at the very least was a lock to stay in your rotation the entire season. That certainly hasn't happened. And then Nick Pavetta was someone who, in title, he did start the second night of the season. In title, though, I think most people viewed him as a third starter, was someone that the hope was that he would take a step forward and be a number two starter. Well, that certainly hasn't happened, and it's been very much a mixed bag from the bullpen. Corey Seidman was talking about this on the postgame show Saturday night on NBC Sports Philadelphia. I think relieving is the right role for Nick Pavetta. I don't know if he has enough of a pitch repertoire to consistently get batters out two and three times through the order. But so far, even in the bullpen, I mean, he had a really nice appearance in Detroit out of the bullpen. So you're going to continue on this stretch with him at least for the rest of the season. But after that, I, I'm not sure what the future is going to hold for Nick Pavetta and Zach Eflin. 
I don't think the Phillies are just going to give them up for nothing next season, but I also don't think you're going to come back with both them in the starting rotation or even both them guaranteed roster spots next season. All this said, it, it remains insane that the Phillies don't have at least one five-game winning streak this season. The 2015 Phillies, who lost 99 games, they had two five-game winning streaks, one of which was a six-game winning streak. And then the 1994 Phillies, who only played 115 games because the strike ended the season in mid-August, they even had a five-game winning streak. The last Phillies team that didn't have at least one five-game winning streak in a season was in 1990. And I get that the Phillies starting pitching has had injuries and just not been good. The bullpen has been devastated by injuries for much of the season. And the offense is underachieved, maybe with the exception of three or four weeks of this season. But usually back into at least one of those streaks in the season where either the pitching outperforms what it is for one week or the offense carries you. Phillies just haven't had that happen, and it's rather amazing because they're running out of time. Sunday, then, the Phillies got out to another one nothing lead. They retied the game after losing the lead in the sixth inning at 2-2, two to two, but ultimately they only tallied four hits. Gene Segura had a big day, but with the exception of him, no one else really did much. They fell 3-2 to two to the Padres. Bryce Harper left the game after the fifth inning with dehydration. I'm sure there'll be some silly hot take about that today, but it was 90 degrees. I, I heard somebody say, oh, 330 million. What, what does that have anything to do with the fact that it's 90 degrees outside? Yes, players need to make sure they're always hydrated. We've seen LeBron James, though, leave playoff game, NBA Finals games dealing with cramps and dehydration. Just because you make a lot of money and you've had a lot of success doesn't mean your body becomes immune to dehydration. Uh, it's one of those things that happens, unfortunately. I don't think it's an, a huge deal, and the Phillies are fortunate because there were some people that thought that Bryce Harper's wife, Kayla, had gone into labor. That did not happen. There were other people that thought he had some sort of injury. Fortunately, that doesn't appear, the, appear to be the case. The bigger concern for the Phillies is that they only had 10 hits over the final two games of this weekend series. And for all the magic there was for a few days with Charlie Manuel returning and Bryce Harper and JT Real Muto getting really hot, the Phillies starting pitching behind Aaron Nola is really a mess and they are on the outside looking in for the second wild card spot and they now have two and a half games between them and the Nationals for the first wild card spot in the National League. So the Padres are a team that's probably a year or two away, but they have a lot of talent. We saw that this weekend. Obviously, Manny Machado was there, and people got really upset Saturday night when I said it was strange that Manny Machado gets booed in Philly when the Phillies didn't really make a competitive offer. And some people said, well, what do you want us to do, cheer him? And it's like, no, it's not one or the other. Now, admittedly, I don't really get booing in most cases, but... Manny Machado never did anything to harm Philadelphia. Like, I, if people are upset about what he did in the World Series last year with the Dodgers, then, you know, it's one thing for you to say, I don't think that's a good person to invest $300 million into, so be it. But to boo him, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And I get that there's people that say, oh, well, Bryce Harper gets booed every single place he goes. And he does. Bryce Harper is. Not the face of the sport, though, but he's one of the faces of the sport. Manny Machado is just a very good player, but he's played his entire career in Baltimore and Los Angeles and now San Diego, three teams that over the course of that stretch have been pretty much inconsequential to the Phillies. Now, 
I'll be the first one to say I didn't understand when the Giants were booing Bryce Harper as much as they did. Certainly didn't understand when the Tigers were booing him. So maybe that's just a me thing. But that is something I got caught up in over the weekend that a lot of people got upset. A lot of people agreed with me, though, too. So uh, more people, I would say, as well. But you can do what you want at a baseball game. The idea that you have to boo or cheer as opposed to just kind of being neutral to a player doesn't make a lot of sense to me. In any event, they have Manny Machado, and while Eric Hosmer's deal increasingly looks like a disaster, they have elite talented Fernando Tatis, and boy, I really like their bullpen. Kirby Yates has been one of the two or three best relievers in baseball over the last two years. They elected to hold on to him at the trade deadline. We'll see if they do that this offseason. And on top of him, Andres Munoz, who's only 20 years old, meaning him and Tatis, who may be the team's two best players next season, are both only 20 years old right now, which is scary. Munoz has about as good a stuff as any reliever in baseball. He did nearly give up a tying home run to Reese Hoskins Sunday, but ultimately he skirted out of that jam in the eighth inning. Set down the Phillies 1-2-3. Saturday night, he set Harper, Real Muto, and Dickerson down in order. He struck out both Harper and Real Muto, who are in... Real Muto is in one of the best stretches of his career, and Bryce Harper has is having one of the better months that he's had in the last two or three seasons. And I think on the telecast, they said the slowest pitch that Munoz threw in the ninth inning was 99.2 miles an hour. So they have a potentially special reliever back there. And the Padres are a team I've kind of kept tabs on all year because Manny Machado is uh, was obviously connected to the Phillies for some time. And then Fernando Tatis prior to coming up, was one of the top five prospects in baseball. So we got a glimpse of what they could be this weekend, and that was out without even seeing Fernando Tatis. Meanwhile, the Phillies' bullpen has largely been dealt blow after blow in 2019, including finding out over the weekend that David Robertson had to have Tommy John surgery, which will likely end his time with the Phillies, even though he's under contract for all of next season. But there are some things to like about the Phillies' bullpen. Blake Parker didn't give up a single hit in an inning in two thirds this weekend. Mike Morin gave up one hit and no runs in two innings this weekend. And even though Jared Hughes did give up what ended up being the game-winning home run to Austin Hedges yesterday, that was the only hit he gave up in his first two and a third innings as a Philly. Also, the, the sprinting out to the mound thing, especially in a 90-degree day, 90-degree uh, game. That's awesome. I, I love that. It's not quite as cool as riding the bullpen card into the game, but it's the next best thing. Morin and Parker both have another year of arbitration eligibility at the end of this year. So either the Phillies are going to tender them a deal and they'll be with the team next year or they'll non-tender them, but they really didn't take on any risk bringing either of the two except the money they're owed for the rest of the season. And with Hughes, they now have a $3 million club option on him for next season. So we'll see what happens. David Robertson, I know he tweeted something uh, to the effect of, I'm going to try and get back next season. And look, I hope he does. People get mad at, at David Robertson or players for this. What, what is he supposed to do? He's clearly worked very hard to come back, and it, it didn't work. And that's unfortunate uh, because he had been, prior to coming to the Phillies, Probably not the best reliever this decade, but the most stable in a variety of different roles, and it just hasn't worked out here. It reminds me very much of Mike Adams. 
Uh, Tommy Hunter out for the season, and he's uh, his deal's up. Pat Neshek, I don't think they've officially said is out for the season, but it doesn't sound like he's going to come back. His deal's up, and even if it wasn't, I'm not sure he would be back next season. Juan Nicasio, who they took back as part of the Segura deal, he'll be coming off the books. Sir Anthony Dominguez is apparently targeting a return date in mid-September, but I have no idea what to expect of him in the short of the long term, which is unfortunate given that coming into this season, he looked like he was going to be a core piece for the Phillies and it's just been a mess of a season for him so if they get lucky on a few of these even if it's not all three of them if they get lucky on one or two of Parker, Morin, and Hughes that would obviously be ideal because they're going to essentially have to rebuild this entire bullpen for next season. I think Jose Alvarez will be here. He, after a rough start, has kind of settled in. Hector Nares is going to be here in all likelihood unless there's some sort of trade. So you have a couple pieces, and then I have no idea what's going to happen with Nick Pavetta and Zach Eflin, as I said earlier in the show. So if you can get a few of these guys to click, that would obviously be very ideal. The Phillies are off today before they'll head to Fenway Park for a two-game series Tuesday and Wednesday. After that, they'll have a crucial stretch, and obviously uh, Tuesday and Wednesday is part of that crucial stretch, but a, a stretch that looks very crucial because the Phillies do not have an easy schedule in September. Well, after getting the Red Sox this weekend, they're going to get the Marlins, Pirates, and Mets. They don't have a five-game winning streak yet, but you get the sense that for them to win one of these two wild card spots, they'll need, they'll need at least one of those before the season concludes. And sometime in the next 10 days probably wouldn't be a good idea to get one out of the way. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Kelly Sports and read my work on philliesnation.com and radio.com. I'll talk to you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.